Welcome back. It's still a special interview session with the Borno State Deputy Governor, Honorable Umar Usman Kadafu. I take over for my colleagues, Abdul Razak Yawza Ajere, who has been speaking to the Deputy Governor in Hausa our language. We shall now take on the Deputy Governor in English. Your Excellency, you are welcome to Leadership Podcast Studio. Thank you so much. Yeah, yesterday, you were at the Leadership uh, Annual Conference and I want to represent your Governor, His Excellency uh, Professor Blue, uh, who was a joint winner of our Leadership Person of the Year for his uh, exemplary leadership in the year 2020. Now, how do you feel? Uh, thank you so much. I, you know, I, I was so happy when I heard that my boss was nominated for this uh, award. Uh, I was happy because it's not that because the award is going to be given to him, no, but I'm happy that people are watching with keen interest what is happening in our state. And uh, from all the indications, you know, uh, my boss deserves social. Oh, yes. He's a man of open integrity, he's a man who is dedicated to the upliftment of you know standard of his people. He's the man that encourages us even as subordinates, you know, to believe in the cost uh, in the fighting this insurgency in our state. He's a man that took humanitarian crisis, you know, with passion, you know, he he's trying to see that all the deficits, you know, have been you know filled uh, within the shortest period of time. So I believe uh, my boss, uh, the governor of the uh, Okay, Your Excellency, let's talk about issues in Borno uh, State. One issue that is a uh, dominating policy as we speak is the issue of the repentance of the Boko Haram terrorists. I know at a point the governor actually raised alarm that the issue might be beyond the capacity of Borno uh, State. Now, how are you treating this issue so that at the End of the day, victims of the Boko Haram insurgency will not feel such change. Yeah, the most important thing is you know, everybody knows we have been traumatized for a long period of time, over a decade. And uh, as a state, we felt now this is the proper time to dialogue because we've been facing this thing for long. And uh, we, we sat with our stakeholders when this uh, insurgency you know, started showing interest and before, you know, giving up their arms, we were back to site. So we sat and you know, channel a way that I think uh, if that is properly you know, uh, managed, we won't have any problem with that. So the most important thing is that we want to pass this by all this. So we want to see these people dialogue. You know, we have to create a conciliation committee so that at the end of the day, those uh, who have been family that you know were affected almost everybody is affected in that state to see a reason why by the humanized peace and allow these people to integrate back to society some of the uh, you know there are three categories of this uh, soldiers there are those who have you know forced into it they who are born into it and they know that you know who are part of it since from the beginning so we are providing them now we will try as much as possible to see that yeah uh, 
profiling of the repentant terrorists? Is it done by the government, the government alone, or with the assistance of the military authorities? A lot of the federal government. <laughs> no, the federal government is involved. Okay. In it. Right. Uh, we have a committee. Okay. Uh, all the security organizations are part of the committee. So uh, this is not something that the state that is doing. Even before we start. Uh, we are taking the surrender of Boko Haram, I think you're part of operation, or a self corridor with the federal government, uh, it's an initiative of the federal government. So we're working hand in hand with all the security agencies, and uh, I think we have a problem. All right, and another issue is the issue of the IDPs. For years now, we have been taking care of IDPs in various locations, some even outside Nigeria, Cameroon, and Niger Republic. Now, and I know again, you started. The issue of recycling the IDPs to their hand central homes. So, how far has the Bonusi government gone in recycling the IDPs? Yeah, we have been trying. I stated it in the earlier outside interview. Granted, the federal government is collaborating with the state. They have given us 10,000 housing. The president have approved the building of 10,000 local housing for the state and almost will achieve about five to 6,000 now. You know, living in IDP camp is not, you know, Fitting for our people, as you know, Nigeria, and, and also if you look at uh, our culture in the north, you see somebody having three, four wives, you cannot be staying in the IDP camps, and it's not sustainable. What we are doing is we're trying to encourage our people to go back to their ancestral homes. Why? Because most of our people are farmers. So we are cooperating with security agencies after liberation. We make sure we fortify the area, then we settle them back to their communities. We give them a source of livelihood. We encourage them in terms of you know providing seedlings, fertilizer, and all this, so that at least they will settle and start farming, so that they will be empowered. At the end of the day, life will be really hard for you. Cannot continue keeping people in Africa. Your Excellency, I hope your government already started saying Borno without insurgency. In Borno, there will be no insurgency again. So, what are you doing in the areas of our youth empowerment to make sure that our youth are not being you know, drafted into crimes? You know, when we came in at, uh, last two years, our administration was shut down. At that time, we have over 80,000 know, children, infants. That are displaced. This is in the camps. This is the official figure because you know the unofficial figure is more than that. So if you look at it now, we sit down and we started looking at the scenario. You have to create vocational training system. So we invested a lot in that. We brought up a lot of vocational uh, training events. We set up a lot of vocational training centers. Even some of uh, NGOs to have you know donated. Uh, some vocational training uh, outfits to the state. Now, we have started, we are training these uh, young children so that they will have trades. Because when the soldier started, if you are five years now, then by now you are 17 years. So you don't expect a 17 year old, uh, you know, a young person to go back to primary one and start a primary school. So you have to give him life. So he has to start something that will, you know, keep him moving. So this is this is why we have now embarked on the issue of vocational training center. Even our institutions like University of Meduguri, uh, Borno State uh, University, they have a center for technical education. So they are still trying to see why you know 
they can cope all these young uh, uh, men and women to go in so that they can learn things. Right. Your Excellency, beyond the vocational education, what is the state of education generally in Borough State? And uh, what is your take on the state of education in the North? You know, education, as we see it, is a tool for social engineering. So, what is the state of education in Borough State? Yeah, when we come in, it's in a solid state because of the insurgency. A lot of schools were closed down, and uh, you know, we have a lot of out of school children. So, you know, no, it's trying. Even our predecessors built a lot of schools in Medjugorje, you know. Right, but the most important thing is, you know, you're not even putting up the edifices. You have to, you know, have qualitative teachers. So when we came in, there's a lot of, you know, uh, schools, and what we're doing is we're now building upon that to see that, yes, uh, we do uh, uh, trainings, you know, capacity building. It's very, very important in this case because having, having the edifice on ground is something else, and having qualitative teachers is another child uh, uh, in different uh, Case. So we're training our teachers, the teacher service board are empowered to do that and we we'll make it mandatory that, you know, so trainings uh, have to go so that we will have uh, our schools to be productive, not that uh, we just be having uh, edifices. So we're working towards that and, you know, we've lost a lot of work in this insurgency. Uh, so as we build, they destroy, we rebuild, you know, you know, we are resilient to make sure that, yeah, yeah, we progress in that uh, education sector. Inshallah, we are going to reach. All right, Your Excellency. You know, oftentimes we have seen governors and deputy governors, you know, fighting for no reason and no reason. And uh, well, for two years now, we have seen, at, at least in the open, we have seen a cordial relationship between you and your principal, Governor Babagana Marazoli. So, what's the secret of this cordial relationship? You know, those who are fighting, they have because to fight for their own. You know, we are, we are our own, we believe in service to, you know, humanity. My governor, you know, expect him, you know, he's a learned person, a professor. So, he's a, he has vast experience and he's a man of God. I know my my boss is somebody that I always describe that he's not a power, you know, a prompt person. He's somebody that, you know, is down to the earth. This is the first time in the history of Bonnose the governor is more, you know, handing over to his governor, deputy governor when he's traveled for the deputy governor to be an acting governor. So you can see from that that this is a totally a different human being. So he's a kind of a person that I will tell you, this my two years working with him, I've experienced a lot of things, and uh, you know, I've, I've even been, I myself. I'm a change person working with because of his leadership style. Yes. Talking about uh, Governor Zumo, finally, yeah. uh, people believe uh, after serving uh, his time in Borno State, uh, he should be given chance to become the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. What is your take? Well, if that's the wish of Nigeria, so be it. Because I know he can. He is he, uh, to the tax. So my, my boss, you know, is the kind of person that yeah, everybody would love uh, to have him, you know, as a as a leader. So my prayers for him is uh, God should give him strength, and they are, you know, he's an uh, extraordinary person, which I believe so much in him. And I know if it's the will of God for him to be the president of Nigeria, so I will gladly wish him. 
best. Because right. I know that Jai will have the best out of him. Alright, uh, we shall wait for the time and we pray for success for you and your principal, His Excellency. Thank you. So uh, many thanks to the Deputy Governor of uh, Borno State, Honorable Umar Usman Kadafu, for finding time to visit us at the headquarters of the Leadership and Media Group. To you out there, listeners, uh, create a date for us next time for another edition of a special interview. Bye bye for now. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.